welcome to AI Spectrum, where we discuss an entire range of artificial intelligence topics. I'm Thomas Dewey, your host, and today we explore AI applications within the computational fluid dynamics world. Joining us today is Krishna Vera Raghavan, Project Manager at Siemens Digital Industry Software. Welcome, Krishna. Thank you, Tom, for having me in this call. It's my pleasure. Sure. So we'd like to get started with kind of a personal question and, and learn a little bit about what inspired your personal interest in AI. It actually all started from my background in simulations and how, you know, it evolved into AI based on my day-to-day -day work. After completing my MS in mechanical and aerospace engineering from Syracuse, I joined CD Adapco, which was acquired by Siemens. So uh, my work in SimCenter engineering group revolves around, you know, solving complex simulation problems and, you know, delivering it at a faster turnaround time to the customers and identifying any automation needs and developing workflow for them. So gradually, as I was working uh, with the customers, I realized how our solutions, you know, allowed customers to use the SimCenter products to work efficiently on their process and also help them to reliably repeat this process with great success. This was very similar to a lot of AI business pitches I keep hearing, like, you know, AI is a good tool which can free up engineers' time by taking up a lot of repetitive tasks and allow them to work on more challenging problems. So in a way, this is what we were also indirectly helping the customers. And uh, around uh, 2018, 2019, Siemens also had this 2020 vision, you know, to enhance the digital twin capabilities and data-driven design decisions for customer. This actually made me curious to learn what AI could do for simulations and how you know our customers can get benefit from this. To gain some insights, I took some um, executive education courses from MIT Sloan, which was mainly focused on AI and IoT, on developing business strategies and you know how we can implement it. Around the same time, I started my MBA from NYU Stern and Siemens uh, management team was very supportive of my program. And, you know, we decided that to extract more value out of my MBA, we should probably work on an actual business case, which aligns with my interest and also with Siemens vision. I thought, why not uh, try AI? Because that's I was actually very much interested in that. And as a part of this exercise, we I started working with different uh, business groups and started connecting with machine learning and predictive analytics teams in Siemens to develop AI solutions with this for the CFD. And this is how actually my journey in uh, AI started in Siemens. And I still feel we have a long way to go here. Well, that's great. Everybody has their own path to AI, I found. For those in the audience uh, that don't really know about it, can you uh, provide a brief overview of what computational fluid dynamics is all about? Yeah, I'm glad you asked this question, you know, because this uh, computational fluid dynamics, the acronym we use as CFD, is basically a science that uses computers and high computing machines to do numerical analysis based on the input data. The input data can be the boundary condition data like uh, inlet temperature, velocities or pressure, and which is used to, you know, solve and analyze fluid problems and it can also assist engineers in quantitative predictions of fluid flow phenomena based on uh, three governing laws, which is the conservation of mass, momentum, and energy. 
during the early days when i started the cfd you know the pitch for a cfd tool was always like cfd is a tool which can do lot of simulations and it can help in minimizing the number of experiments now we are talking about you know we want to combine ai with cfd and you know start aug- amplifying the goals we originally had for cfd so this is a good alignment here i could see there i think what kind of confuses some people when they see fluid is they don't understand that airflow is considered a fluid and that's a huge aspect yes sounds like uh you know you're trying to apply ai to the cfd flow so what is the goal of for ai and cfd our goal is you know we want to bring the humans and machines together basically we call it as a collective intelligence to augment the cfd and the design and the r&d process for the customers by you know leveraging ai at various phases of the cfd process so that you know we can improve the overall process efficiency of the design process and also in the simulation and we can try to reduce the cost and turnaround time of uh, the design program for the customers and also help in you know improving the efficiency and accuracy of the simulation process going a little bit deeper uh, can you uh, describe the types of ai solutions that you're working on to uh, leverage with cfd this actually started from the customer discovery process so you know what we did was initially we brainstormed some ideas but we wanted to validate those ideas so we started you know reaching out to customers and across each phase of the cfd process we want to understand their pain points and needs and also you know we we tried to ask them why they use the cfd what problems they are trying to solve and we tried to understand where ai solutions can be a fit for them I want to take a step back and talk about what the CFD journey how the CFD journey typically looks for the customers. So the CFD journey starts from the data preparation phase where you know in some customers they move the data from the engineering bomb to the CFD bomb or the CAE bomb where they do a lot of um, reduction in the CAD and they prep the CAD for the CFD analysis. And then the next step they go is for the meshing Meshing is is a discretization process in which the CAD geometry is broken down into thousands or even millions of elements where we typically store the numerical results and then you go with the physics setup where you know you specify what physics models you want to include depending on the problem you are trying to solve and then you run it on a high performance computing machines or your local desktop depending on the complexity of your simulation and then you do the post processing so across each phases the needs for the customers can change here so then based on this we kind of shortlisted five key areas where we want to focus so those key areas are you know for predicting flow properties and anomaly detection and we have something called as part detection and we also want to use something called as uh, something for interpreting the simulation results and for all these things the key is the simulation database so we need to know what to write and what key information uh, we want to extract from the cfd data we wanted to help customers in this also let me also explain you with some examples for each of these key areas so you know you can get some better understanding of what i'm talking about here let me start with predicting the flow properties so in this scenario you know in some cases the engineers may be interested in the quick visualization of the flow patterns assume you are in a meeting you know and then during the discussion you and your team wanted to see okay if i change my operating condition to a new 
boundary condition or something how my results are going to look and how the how it's going to impact my confidence traditionally what we do is we go back you know run the cfd for the new boundary condition and then you arrange a meeting or you know try to share your results but with the machine learning we can have an inbuilt surrogate models you know you quickly change the operating conditions it can show it can show the engineers how the results can look like but this comes from the history of your previous simulation which we cannot which we shouldn't forget because we are training we are training these ai models based on the simulations from the previous results but for a new operating condition i can you know quickly give it in the machine learning model and on the live i can show in the meeting how it can quickly visualize the patterns so it it will help in expediting the designs or the next steps for your design process the next scenario what happens is you know we you we use something called as heat which is used as a design sweep studies so where you can try various operating conditions and, and then run it with the star ccm plus so typically it runs you know 200 or 300 design sweeps and you know it tells what is a good design and what is a bad design and it gives some insights on how the flow looks like so but with ai and ml we can weed out the bad designs before even running into heads we can trim the number of designs you want to run because ai can quickly say hey these are all some outliers and these are all going to be bad so i don't need to waste my time in running a cfd to do that this can be a good complementary tool with heads also this is once this is another scenario now i'm going to the next example the anomaly detection so in this case what we want uh, where we want to use is you know we want to give all the engineers a tool to reliably identify and flag any deviations from either from their past designs or from their expected behavior by just looking at the simulation results so for example you know while visualizing what happens is you run the cfd and then you look at the post processing plots and then while looking at the plots you might sometimes realize that hey this flow pattern or this this values is not what i expect this is slightly off from what we traditionally see for certain operating conditions then you take your judgment call you go back and investigate so you are able to catch it but can your team members also with varied skill sets say for example i have a beginner in my group can he or she catch it reliably that's where this anomaly detection can help the engineers to you know consistently and reliably flag areas where engineers can go inspect and identify why such things are happening now uh, i will go to the next one which is the part detection so this is relevant on the cat preparation phase which is the very first phase of our cfd process what this can do is you know it can allow engineers to bypass the monotonous and repetitive task in the cat preparation so let me explain what those tasks look like typically when i do a for example if i do a large thermal simul- management simulations so what happens is you know when we download the cat from the engineering bomb say for example when i download the full uh, vehicle of a car i might have some 10000 15000 components so but then from there i have to reduce the number of components and i might come down to 6000 something so i might be literally throwing out a lot of bolts nuts you know other junk parts which which is really not needed for the simulation and if i now go from one car line to another car line i have to do the exact same steps 
like what I did for this car line. If you observe the pattern, you see that the engineer ends up doing the same kind of jobs, like filtering out the, looking at the parts and then, you know, and then throwing away components that is not needed. So this is a very repetitive process. AI can help in identifying the parts, which is typically used in the simulations. So you can then automatically throw away those parts. And then after you identify, we can also add some attributes to the part. So like some material properties like density, specific heat and emissivity. These are all used in the physics setup. So which helps in, you know, running the analysis. So this will speed up the entire turnaround time of your CFD process. Now, having done this, we thought we could even extend this step to the meshing process also because meshing is also a very key step in the CFD. So what happens is traditionally, you know, you to uh, resolve the features of the geometry, for example, if I'm doing a aerodynamic analysis of an aircraft, and if I'm interested in computing the lift by drag ratio, I need to resolve all the external features of my aircraft, like the nose, leading edge of the wing and the trailing edge of the wing. And wherever there is a shock wave, I need to resolve those areas clearly. So this comes, you know, from an expert. So the expert can say for the nose, I might need a, a size of 1.25 or a 0.5 mm, or you do a multiple trial and error, and then you come up with the best settings. So, but with the AI, what we can do is we can identify certain shapes. And then we know that for these shapes, it's not only adding material properties and helping you up with CAD preparation. We can also, you know, uh, add some mesh attributes to it. It can help you in the meshing phase also. It's like basically scaling up the process of this part detection and giving, making it useful for further down the line also for the customers. The next example is, you know, interpretation of simulation results. So in CFD, we, we generate tons of simulation results. And, you know, it takes a lot of time to sparse through the simulation data and, you know, to identify any hidden patterns or any causations to make better judgment calls. So it's a very monotonous job there. We thought we can come up with some techniques and can help the engineers to trace it to the component level and see how it behaves. Say, for example, you know, you you would be running the CFD for different operating conditions or for a different design configurations. And if the same component is used in different designs, you want to see how the component behaves in the baseline design and how it behaves in the mod design. So if we could trace it, we could create some nice stories for the engineers. And also, you know, from, I can also, if I have some 6,000 parts, I might have parts with different material properties. Even if, for example, if you take your car, you have parts which has a aluminum and some has steel, some has plastic, some has rubber. There are a lot of different materials. It can, you know, identify what are all the top 25 plastic parts, fail parts in my simulation. These things are very useful and it will give you a very good insights. It can also help you in other scenario if part A failed under a certain operating conditions. What are all the other parts that fails along with part A? What is the relationship of part A with other parts? You know, we can create some really good stories there. So I think these are all some examples and scenarios which we identified as something which can be very useful for the customers. For those scenarios that you mentioned, um, can you describe some of the particular AI techniques that you, you employ? For this, we are relying on um, uh, machine learning and deep learning techniques. 
So for the machine learning, you know, we can use uh, so regress, simple regression techniques when the output data is pretty much numerical, like you are interested in predicting a temperature response on a point in space or some output uh, on an outlet. And for in other scenarios, you all you are interested is in on the output data, whether it's a good design or a bad design, then we use a, something called as a classification techniques, which can identify, for example, you can identify the shape of the parts from your car and you can say whether it's a grill or not a grill or whether this design passes certain criteria or whether this fails. And then the next example is the clustering techniques, which I already spoke related to interpretation of simulation results. It can be used for finding relationship between parts and finding any hidden patterns. And then the last one is the deep learning technique, which is a subset of machine learning. So in this case, we use a technique called as convolution, convolutional neural networks, which we use for the prediction problems. And here we feed in the input data can be the images like your post-processing or the temperature contour uh, of a particular section. And then the output can also be a temperature contour of the same section, you know, for any new operating conditions. Yeah, so those familiar with AI would be very familiar with, with those concepts. Moving back to your AI-based uh, solutions, uh, what techniques and data are used to train them? This is uh, something really important. You know, data is very important for AI and ML, which we all should re- acknowledge it. In, even in CFD, if there is this famous saying that garbage in is garbage out. If I give some garbage boundary conditions, I'm going to get some garbage results. So uh, the same similar concepts hold true for AI also. In addition to this, we have some bias in, bias out also. Customers need to have a clear understanding of what kind of data can be used and what information they can extract from that data. And and we can also help them, you know, in this AI transformation journey also. So we can help them trying to identify what type of data can be generated and from their expected outputs, whatever they are expecting from the AI models. And then the first step, if you see, is the data creation. The data creation can come from any source. It can be from uh, simulation data, which can be even from CFD or any CAE simulations, and it can be from an experiment or it can be real time anywhere. But for this purpose, at this point, we are focusing the data source from the CFD to keep it easy. Even from the CFD data, it can be just a numerical values on an Excel file, or it can be just images of uh, contour images, or it can it can be a 3D image, or it can be a sectional image also. So, and then after creating the data, you know, the next step is the data preparation that involves the data reduction and cleaning of the data. We use uh, feature engineering techniques to extract certain features in the data, which we think is very relevant to the AI problem they are trying to solve. And then uh, the last step is the training and testing. So for this training and testing, we typically use the 80-20% rule. 80% of the data samples we have will be used for training and 20% of the data samples will be used for testing and validating and validating the AI model. Putting that all together, can you uh, share the improved results from using your AI enabled products on on customer projects? I can name a few here. So a few of the customers we know are using the shape detection techniques for the large thermal uh, VTM simulations. They use it, you know, to identify the parts and, you know, help them in the data preparation phase. 
we also know few customers who are using ai for uh, prediction problems you know basically to predict certain flow features at multiple crank angles the same concept can also be used for predicting any anomalies in the design by identifying the flow structure like the for example swirl and uh, in order it can be any flow properties like temperature or pressure so uh, some customers have started using ai now but not everyone another kind of angle on this is uh do you think that ai has altered the approach that scientists take when they're trying to solve a problem yeah so this is a good question so because this should give the confidence on uh we are not uh, to answer this you know we are not fundamentally changing the design or r&d approach you know what we are planning is to augment the research and the design process for the future to explain it in a better way let me take a step back you know or try to explain the basic principles of the scientific methods you know that are well understood and widely used across the world so if you think about the scientific methods over centuries it's defined as a discrete reproducible steps we generally first ask questions and then try to make observations and then based on that we try to devise some hypotheses and then you try to dis- conduct experiments and now from the experiments we are plan we now use simulations to test and validate the hypotheses so all the data and general theories lead generally lead to more observation and further research research and getting this ball rolling over again and again the scientific methods whatever have been used is very clear we are, we don't want to dis, uh, touch that process so all we are trying to do is you know we are looking for opportunities at each stage of the scientific process where ai can be used where you can identify which tasks are best for people and which tasks are best for machines and how both can work together in certain areas so all this is focused only in augmenting the process whatever they have kind of looking in our little crystal ball where do you see the role of ai ml in simulation going in the future and what does this mean for engineering roles for the near term we think this collective intelligence where humans and machines working together will be one of the key competitive advantage for a lot of companies and it can be a key component or key tool in their design and r&d process you know in general humans are very good in solving problems you know but they are not good with the data so machines are very efficient with the data since my background is more in cfd i could i mean i can share what uh, our sim center engineering services envision for ai in cfd ai can be a good automation tool to automate few complex and repetitive steps like i uh, mentioned for uh, in the cat preparation steps and it can improve the process efficiency ai can also be used as a complementary tool with design acceleration tools like i mentioned in heats you know so it can be for uh, design exploration studies and it can also be used for a conceptual low fidelity design stages where you know you don't care much about the accuracy so all you care is only about the patterns you know so ai can be a good fit there and you can always use cfd for more detailed design and complex physics problems ai will be built based on multi physics simulations so we cannot we can no longer stay in silos you know i'm i cannot say that i i am from cfd persona i'm interested only in cfd there can be value by combining cfd data with uh, structural data or other cae data as also so i think ai in multi physics simulation can also be uh, a future you know and we can create a good feedback loop across all these personas since ai is 
expected to go uh, play a big role. We think uh, there will be new roles opening up for data science and machine learning skills in R&D and engineering designs also. I think it's already started, so and it's going to be more now. AI means a lot of data, so IT will definitely pay, play a bigger role here as more data is planned to be stored, you know, either in cloud or, you know, in um, hard drives. Last thing is Siemens is one of the very few companies that has the potential and software to help customers build this digital infrastructure, you know, to, uh, to collect and extract the data from various sources. We have facilities to extract data from manufacturing, from design, and also even in the real time. So, you know, we can combine all these data and we can analyze all these data in a seamless chain where uh, engineers and the end users, even the customers can get uh, benefits as per their evolving needs. You've touched on this, but just to summarize for the listeners, uh, what are some of the key or main benefits of bringing AI into CFD simulation? Key benefits, you know, it can definitely improve the speed reduce the design program turnaround time and also cost by you know reducing the number of simulations so you would use your simulation for more detailed analysis and this ai since is going to be used as more as a complementary tool i think it's uh, definitely going to improve the speed it can also be used in knowledge based assistance like the example i gave the anomaly detection and AI can also be helpful in reducing the complexity and, you know, making the process more efficient. And lastly, it can enhance the data-driven design decisions, you know. So we are smartly, re we will be able to smartly reuse the simulation data we generate for future predictions. And all those add up to saving money. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's that's what everybody wants, right? So, so when customers... Uh you know, try to deploy AI in, in their flow. Are you seeing any barriers that they might face? The first thing that comes to our mind is, you know, the trust among this machine learning models or this black box models. And trust is one of the key factors we always, you know, want to develop with the customers. We always want to solve their problems by relevant technologies, not something which is not relevant. So I think uh, it takes time as they use this machine learning models more and more on the design and if we can explain why certain things happen or behave in this way then i think the trust would go gradually go up generation of simulation database is something which we also realize is a problem for most of the customers because even a lot of big companies you know they store their data in hard drive and they have a very uh, not, i don't know not an efficient way to extract the data back so that would be one of the challenges because a simulation cfd data generates gigabytes of data so so and if you add it up it becomes easily terabytes we have to smartly extract information that is really needed and also uh, sim center is also working on a lot of features to minimize the data size that's one of the challenge and uh, data reduction techniques and what key information that needs to be extracted from the simulation is also one of the few uh, areas where we think customers are having problems. And, um, and I think I already mentioned this aligning IT with engineering groups is very key and it can come up with some challenges also because a lot of data security issues, issues can pop up. The other last thing is, you know, um, not every company will have the machine learning and data science expertise, you know, needed for the engineering job. So that's something they might have to build from scratch. The, the AI transformation journey can be a problem for few customers, but of course we are here to help them uh, achieve that. 
Outside of CFD, are there any other disciplines within the computer-aided engineering world that could benefit from AI? I think uh, system simulations and uh, mechanical simulation and control engineering groups will also benefit from implementing AI in simulations. And uh, we have already seen our SimCenter engineering services team implementing uh, certain AI solutions in all these personas for our customers. So, And I think it's going to benefit a lot of other uh, simulation areas also, definitely. So you've mentioned engineering services a couple of times. If listeners wanted to reach out to start a new project, what's the best way that they could do that? Yeah, so there is a dedicated email for SimCenter Engineering Services. It's engineeringservices.siswatsiemens.com at siemens.com or uh, they can reach out to me uh, either on LinkedIn or on my uh, uh, Siemens email ID, which is Krishna, which is my first name, dot Raghavan at siemens.com. I mean, I have to uh, probably, I mean, spell it, but. <laughs> when I do the blog post for this, I'll, I'll put that information in there. Yeah, sure. But it, it does sound like uh, there's a lot of experience in engineering services and to get somebody started, when, uh, that's the best place to go. Krishna, thanks for discussing the role of AI in CFD simulations. I know I learned a lot and I wish you well in your efforts going forward. Thank you. Yeah, I hope it was useful for our customers. 